this podcast is meant to be fun, powerful, sometimes emotional, kind of moody, slightly shady, slightly messy in a fun way, and honest. Some of the topics I want to talk about are relationships, motherhood, monogamy, marriage, sex, trauma, and forgiveness, and a little bit more that you'll see as you continue to listen. But anyways, welcome to Come Listen with Talissa Hamilton. This has been such an amazing journey exploring my own creativity and producing my own show. If you are new here, welcome. And if you are returning, thank you for coming back. I have now added audio and visuals to the podcast, so you can check out my show on YouTube, or you can listen on platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I ultimately want to continue to grow and make the show better, and you can help me by leaving me a comment, rating the show, or even DMing me on Instagram, at Talissa Hamilton Podcast, or at Talissa Dudley. I will leave all of this information in the description box. Now let's have some fun and get into the topic of the day. This episode is actually a little bit deep, um, very emotional and kind of sad and triggering. So I just want to give you a warning. Like we're going to be talking about, we are going to be talking about some tough conversations, like this is the point where you're going to be listening to a little something deep about me, uh, something that most people don't know about me, but something that I felt was very necessary to talk about, um, especially with what's going on on the news and people being kidnapped. And, you know, you hear a lot of um, just crazy stories about the sexual assault with the professional gymnast, Olympic gymnast team. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a very long time. But of course, like when you're getting vulnerable with your audience, it's kind of scary because once I put this out, you know, it's not like I can take it away. But I felt like this is the episode that I just wanted to make because I felt like it could help other people understand um, trauma, abuse, um, especially like sexual abuse as an adolescent. And I just... I felt like I would be doing you guys a disservice and myself a disservice if I did not talk about it, because that's the problem in the past. People have chosen to turn the cheek to situations that go on within their family, um, within, you know, children just being molested at a young age. And I just wanted to tell you guys my story um, about how I was molested at a young age and how I did not tell people at all forever. Um, there's a lot of people in my life that don't even know about this. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about not so much about what happened, but the effects of after the after effects of what happened, you know, the trauma and PTSD and just anxiety and, you know, basically like how that person feels a person who has gone who has been raped before or molested before um, as an adult or a child like there are things that you go through um, with yourself within your relationships um, that a lot of people don't understand or don't know because we don't talk about it we kind of like fight these silent battles with ourselves and I just wanted to bring light to that so that you know if you know somebody who has gone through something like I have or you know similar or maybe you can see the signs and stop it from happening to your own people. I just want to like share my story, give other people's, you know, strength and inspire you to either speak up or, um, you know, seek help behind it. 
So when I was around 12 years old, I was not doing well in school. Um, I was just bullshitting a lot through the school year and stuff. So I had to go to summer school, um, but they didn't offer summer school in my immediate uh, county or whatever. So I actually had to go stay with uh, family friends um, for the summer. Uh, I relate to related to this person as my aunt and she was also uh married to this guy I think they were married uh this happened so long ago because I'm 28 now this is when I was like 11 or 12 so yeah I went there for summer school um I was having a good time everything was going great um I had trusted these people my parents trusted these people like I I spent a lot of time and and that's the thing like it's always Abuse always comes from the people that are closest to you and your families. They don't really come from strangers as much. So, yeah, you know, I'm in summer school. Everything's good. And then, uh, of course, you know, when you look back at past traumas, there there's like only certain things I can remember. And one specific incident, it wasn't even really an incident. It was just harmless. You know, I was just 11 years old. I remember we were in the gas station and I was with you know, my so-called aunt, really, she was a family friend. Um, But my aunt's significant other, I was with this man and um, other people as well. I remember being in the gas station, I had like this pain on my like hip or whatever. And I was just like complaining. I was like, man, my hip is hurting. And he was just like, oh, you know, like, let me see the area. And I remember like having to pull down the side of my pants just a little bit, um, just to see like my hip bone or whatever. And you know, there was nothing that came of it. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, nothing like it was, it was so weird. I don't know why I remember that. Or I do know why I remember that. And here's why. Because a couple of days later, um, it's nighttime, me and my cousin, um, she's on one couch, I'm on the other. And this man is on the same couch as me. And there we're all like playing GameCube. I think that's when we had like Def Jam GameCube. And he was just like in the living room playing with us. It got late. So I guess I must have fallen asleep on the couch. Um, So I fell asleep on the couch. And I wake up to someone's hands in my private area. So he's, he's, his hands are in my, um, in my private area or whatever. And he's touching me and I just like tense up and, you know, I, I panicked so bad. I really just did not know what to do. And needless to say, my cousin, she was on the other couch sleep. And this man is just like bundling all over me. Um, and I just, I just froze. I, I really did not know what to do. And I just remember like trying to like turn my body in this like weird angle, like, trying to act like I was still asleep, you know, but it it was it. I don't even really want to give the details into what happened uh, with that situation. But that was my first time ever encountering anything like that. You know, again, I'm like 11 years old, 12 years old, away from my uh, family. And, you know, I, I trusted these people and my parents trusted these people. And that was just I just remember like he was trying to get me to move so and let him continue to do that. But of course, it's late at night. Um, you know, my aunt slash family friend, she's in in the back room. So um, I'm guessing he just didn't want to like make any loud noises or whatever. So he, he, you know, he gets up and he leaves. And I just remember like crying to myself that night. 
And I like, I, I was so scared. I was so scared and it was so dark. And I remember like, you know, um, I just felt like he was still there, like watching me and, you know, he wasn't there. You know, I just saw like this It's just like the bathroom light. Um, or there was like some shadow, I think coming through the window or whatever. So it just, I just was like so scared. And I remember like not even being able to sleep that night. And I like the next day I, I didn't even say anything about it. I didn't tell anybody about what had happened. I was just like, kind of like in shock because that had never happened to me before and I had never heard of that happening to anybody else before so it it really um it scared the shit out of me and I was like super scared and I just did not know what to do but um so I kept going to summer school there you know because I had not told anybody uh what had happened and Um, this person had, the man had acted like, you know, nothing had ever happened. Um, and I remember there would be times where we would be, uh, back in the house together, uh, alone sometimes. And I remember like just being in one of the rooms with the door locked. And I had this friend at the, at the time, his name was, uh, Jacoby. I'll never forget that. And I like, I would just call him and I, he was, we were so, so, so close. And I was just like, Hey, you know, can you just stay on the phone with me, please? Because, you know, I'm just so scared and I don't know what to do, but I I didn't tell him like exactly what happened, but he would just like stay on the phone. Anytime I was there at the house by myself with this person, like he would just stay on the phone with me. And, you know, and this person, this man was literally calling my phone because I had a cell phone at the time because my parents, of course, they, you know, knew I was going off. They wanted me to have a phone. He was calling me. Um, he would be in the other room, like calling me on the phone while I and I, like you know, I would click over a couple of times and I'd be like, "Hi." And he's just like, "Come in the room," you know, like "Come in the room. I want to talk to you. Come in the room. I want to talk to you." And like, I just did not know what to do, and I had never talked to anybody about this. Like, um, that was the only time this man had like ever touched me. Um, fortunately, he never did it again. And I was able to finish up summer school and come back home. But um, it just, it caused so much trauma. And I really didn't know how much because when I got back home from the summer school, I never talked to my parents about it. Um, I, I just, it was something I just didn't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know why I never said anything about it. Um, and when you look at me and, you know, people that grew up with me, I'm a very vocal kid, a very strong kid, very self-sufficient kid. So I think nobody thought that, you know, I would be the person to um, be touched by a man and not say anything about it. But I didn't, you know, and that's why I wanted to talk about this, because it doesn't matter what kind of person you are, how strong you are, how weak you are, how assertive you are, how, you know, None of those things matter when you're in the moment where you're being taken advantage of and you don't know what to do and you are just literally scared. And that's why I think it's so important for me to talk about this because, you know, your kids or your, you know, your family members or whoever, they can be anybody. They could be hoes. They could be saints. They could be whatever. Okay. Like people get molested every fucking day by people they know and people that they don't know and they don't talk about it. 
and it fucks with you so bad. So I, I never really talked about it after that. Again, I came home. No one ever knew that that had happened. And, um, it was, it was like, I, it was almost to the point where you kind of like, or I just compartmentalized what had happened to me and I just kept pressing forward. And, you know, looking back, I, I went through a lot after that, um, area or that, that I went through a lot after that happened to me. And, um, you know, I, I acted out in a lot of ways and, you know, I started having sex, uh, very early and, it was just like a lot of things, but I wasn't mature enough. Um, and, you know, back then you didn't have all the resources you have now to know how being molested as a child had um, affected me until I started getting older. And when I got into a healthy relationship with Leland, that's when all of the like, you know, turmoil and just um, suppression started just basically coming up, which is so weird because you think like, all right, once your life starts getting better, um, you know, the, everything starts getting better, but it's not like, as my life started getting better, my trauma kept coming forward more and more and more. And it was to the point where, you know, I was like, not able to have sexual encounters with Leland sometimes because I was thinking about what had happened to me as a child. Like it affected me to the point where, you know, sometimes I wasn't sleeping at night or I would just start crying randomly. And he would just be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know? And eventually, um, at first I didn't really tell him what was going on, but then, uh, as our relationship grew and stuff, um, we started talking about it and I opened up to him about it. And even to this day, we still talk about it because I have so much anxiety from that moment and it has affected my whole life, um, since then. And I have been I have been so much more um, paranoid and, you know, I'm always feeling like someone's trying to snatch me up. You know, I check my, I check the locks on my doors so many times through the night. I'm just scared. I feel scared all the time. And a lot of people don't know that because when they see me, they're just like, what? Like, you're, you know, you're so social. You, you know, like you're fine. You just seem like you have it all together. You seem fine. And to be honest with y'all, I'm not fine. I'm better now than I was because I've done like a lot of healing and I, um, I've just studied myself more and I've been working through that with myself, which is why I'm able to talk about it with you guys on a podcast, but I was not fine. Um, and thank God for Leland because he was actually like very supportive. He was not judging me from it. He was just like, it's crazy how many women have gone through this and nobody talks about it. And I feel like it hurts a lot of people and it turns people into, you know, substance abuse and alcoholism and just like all these things because nobody's talking about it. And everyone's trying to hide it, especially when it's within your family. So again, my whole purpose behind bringing light to it isn't for people to feel sorry for me, but it's just to spread awareness and let you know, like the person you talk to every day, the person you see every day, men and women, like that person could have gone through abuse. Abuse has no, um, abuse doesn't have a type. Sexual abuse for sure does not have a type. And by type, I mean, it doesn't matter how confident you are, how ugly you are, how good looking you are, how, uh, how many friends you have, how many followers you have your job status, uh, none of that matters. 
You know, none of that matters when it comes to uh, sexual abuse. And that's why I just feel the need to continue to just, even after this, just continue to bring awareness and talk about it so that people are more aware and maybe they don't get caught up or they don't put their kids in certain situations or, you know, maybe you'll take this and you'll talk to your, your family members and say like, you know, Hey, has this ever happened to you? Or, you know, if this has happened to you, you can talk to about it. You can talk about it with me, or maybe it'll help you understand your significant other who has experienced abuse. And, you know, the reason why they do have anxiety or the reason why they are on high alert, or sometimes it could be the reason why they don't want to have sex with you. It's just like going through abuse sends you through so many emotional loops. It really, really does. Like some days, you know, you don't think about it at all. There's been like times where I haven't thought about that situation in months. And then there's sometimes it just randomly hits me like I could be watching something on TV. I could be listening to something, um, having a certain conversation like and it will literally trigger me and it will make me so anxious. It will make me start crying. It will make me just shut down. And I think that's very important for people to know, because growing up, I had not I didn't know about anybody being um, abused and I didn't know how to deal with abuse if it was to happen to me, because I think we assume that our strongest people know how to deal with certain situations. And we really don't. No one knows how, even if you were just randomly attacked, um, you know, you just never know how you're how you're going to deal with it and how your brain is going to process it. So I don't want to beat a dead horse here. um, And we have been talking for a while, but. I just want to say, like, if you have been abused or, you know, somebody else has been abused, encourage them to seek therapy, encourage them to talk to someone. And if you haven't gone through this or if you, you know, even if you have whatever the case may be, start talking about this stuff within your family. Start your kids should know about this stuff before it even the chance of it happening to them. Like, let's educate our kids. Let's educate our relatives. And if you know you have a relative that's nasty as hell and is the one who was doing this to other people, you need to stop it. Step up and stop it. And let's stop these generational curses from going on time and time again.